I see the crystal raindrops fall And the beauty of it all Is when the sun comes shining through To make those rainbows in my mind When I think of you sometime And I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us We can make it if we try Look for love, no time for tears Wasted water's all that is And it don't make no flowers grow Good things might come to those who wait But not for those who wait too late We gotta go for all we know Just the two of us We can make it if we try Just the two of us Welcome to another episode on Duamaro Podcast. It's episode 205. It's the new year. Happy new year, everyone. Have on the Duke crew neck right now. They got the, the win last night uh, against Syracuse. Purdue got the win. Um, one of Gary's own, John L. Davis, led FAU last night to open up the American Conference um, against East Carolina. Uh, a lot of games was on last night. But I'm very grateful and, and thankful to have Rob Rob Grier in the nest um, producing this show. D'Lo is out. But uh, we have someone who's been leading the Wolfpack in St. John, uh, the Lake Central Indians. They're currently 9-0. and And, and Coach, um, thank you for taking the time out of your day. And good morning and happy new year. How does it feel to uh, go into 24 undefeated? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for having me on. Happy New Year. Um, yeah, we've had a good start. We're happy with where we're at. What was the message to the team to start the season? Did you know you guys were going to be undefeated going into 24? <laughs> no, no, no. No, we didn't know that. Uh, I mean, the message was to, you know, not take anything for granted. Every drill, every rep, every practice has to mean something. Um you know, we can't just turn it on and off. It's got to be the way that we play. It's kind of got to be ingrained into our DNA. And so, you know, since I got the job in April, uh, we set the expectations. And, you know, we had some, some growing pains throughout the summer. We didn't play many games because I didn't feel it was necessary without having really our system implemented. So uh, the biggest thing for me over the spring and the summer was just to establish a new culture and, and set those expectations and, you know, the guys did a good job with it. We've, we've still got a long way to go. We've got a lot of lessons we can still learn. Um, I think our ceiling is high. Uh, but, again, I'm happy with the buy-in so far and, and what we've been able to do. How soon did the kids buy in to your philosophy and system? And, and when did you tell your staff, like, I, I think we, we have a special team right here. How soon did you pick that up? Uh, I think they've been receptive from day one. Um just from an energy standpoint and just, you know, the enthusiasm for the game to play it with joy. Um, I think that resonated with a lot of them. So I think they saw that. I think they saw my passion early. Um, and I think they were receptive to that. Um, you know, a big part of our team is Xavier Williams and nobody talks about him, but we didn't have him at all in the, in the summertime. Uh, we had him a little bit in the spring, uh, obviously a really good football player going to Iowa. So, um, when he joined us at the beginning of November, once the football season was over, that changed our team a little bit. It gave us a little bit more depth and experience on the perimeter. Um, and once he started to get his basketball legs underneath him was about the time where we said, you know, we, we've got a pretty solid team here. Coach, you uh, started off the first year of the season against South Bend, Washington, and Stephen Reynolds. Um guys took care of business on the road, went to Andrean, took care of business early on. But you, you went out to Indianapolis and, and took care of business against Pike and Park Tudor. What what was the guys' camaraderie like going down to Indianapolis? And that's a big-time event that you guys played in. I 
tweeted I can't think of the name right now but what was that momentum like going down to Indianapolis and proving to those guys like you guys belong you know in the top rankings for for class 4A Oh it was great I mean as soon as I got this job um you know I tried to get us out of that Laporte tournament uh which there they had go. played in for, for a couple of years and uh and get us down to Indianapolis somewhere and so when when this option at the Paul Logan thing at North Central opened up, you know, I saw who was going to be there. There were some good teams from Kentucky, you know, obviously Pike and uh, Park Tudor, but you also got uh, Carmel was there. So it was like, well, we we got to get down there and play, um, you know, because I, I do think there is a little bit of an Indianapolis bias. Um, True statement. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that region basketball gets the credit that it deserves. And so uh, we definitely went down there with a chip on our shoulder um, to represent the two on nine. I mean, that was something that we stressed uh, right after that Munster game. Like this is, this is our opportunity to, to let everybody know that, that region basketball is alive and well. And um, our guys went down there and took care of business. Now, how is the, the Pike team, right? I, I, I follow it. I haven't been to a game physically, but I, I, I keep to tabs. They got Jeff Teague, who's a former NBA champion. Um, what is their team like for, for those that heard of Pike and heard of Jeff Teague and, you know, he played there along with the Marcus Teague. What, what's that whole situation like? If you don't yeah, they've got, some, they've got some really good individual players. They've got a sophomore who's really good, who's got high major offers. Uh, they've got a 6'9 freshman that plays for them who's pretty good. Uh, they've got a, uh, a surrounding cast that can make shots. Um, you know, they're going to try to take you off the bounce, get you in a lot of ball screens and isolation stuff. And, uh, for the most part, we did a good job. I mean, they're they're a, they're a young but very talented team. That, but and you know they they tried to impose their will defensively, and and our guards did a really good job of handling that. So uh, I think they're going to be a good team. Um, probably have some growing pains to go through this year, but uh, could see them being pretty solid over the next couple of years. I was ecstatic when I found I I saw Kyle's tweet about you guys winning Kyle from the Indy star and you guys beat park tutor. Cause we lost to park tutor in the state championship in 2012. So anytime I see a team from the region beat park tutor, it just makes me smile. Was that and, with Yogi? Yes. And, and Trayvon yeah. blew it. Yeah. Um, so you, you left college basketball coach. You, you have your family. How does it feel to be back in the IHSA and coaching like Indiana basketball, just the, the camaraderie that we have here? Because when I'm with my team at work, I brag about Indiana basketball so much to the guys, and they just have to be here to see it. And um, Just talk about that feeling coming back to like being in Indiana basketball. Yeah, it's, it, it's awesome. Um, you know, obviously Indiana high school basketball is a big part of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and coaching at the small college level was great, but the – there isn't that camaraderie. There isn't that community, um, you know, togetherness that, that high school sports can bring. Um, so it's been great. I mean, we've tried, I'm trying to do a lot to, to kind of bring these, you know, the Tritown community together. I want this to be an event, uh, Lake Central basketball. I mean, similar to what Chesterton's got going. I think Valpo's had it for a while. Uh, Coach Buzz has got it going football-wise over there at Crown Point. Um, just trying to get the community involved and, and really try to embrace, um, you know, this basketball team and this school. Uh, you know, we've rebranded the student section, uh, the Lake Effect here. So we're trying to get our students here and, and understand that they're a big part of uh, whatever kind of success that we have, you know, really trying to create a really home court advantage. So um, it's awesome. Uh, it's 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 cool to, you know, walk in the hallways and, and run into students, say nice game, and just everybody's kind of together and in it. That That's kind of the camaraderie that you don't kind of get at the small college level. So it's been really cool. Coach, you know, I, I me knowing the game and, and being around and, and your transition, you know, I, I knew there were going to be some, some bumps in the bruises. But, man, you've taken this thing and then you went full force, right? Well, what's your philosophy of offense that you could share with some of, up and coming and aspiring coaches who are in an unfamiliar situation, but they're coming in for a new chapter and they're trying to get the team to buy in. What's some gems that you could give to some coaches that's in your situation now? I mean, I I don't know specifically through offense. I think it's pretty simple. I think your best players need to take the most shots. Uh, and however you can get those guys in positions uh, where they can be successful, you've, you've got to do that. I mean, basketball is not an equal opportunity game. Uh, the best the best shooters are going to get the most shots. Uh, the best players are going to get the plays run for them. But, 
you know, to try to get everybody to understand that it that it is a team effort. Like one guy can't do it, and just right. because we're running a set for somebody doesn't mean that that's not going to make it easier for somebody else to get a better look because the defense is paying attention to them. So, just getting everybody to kind of embrace their role. You know, Cam Thompson has done that for us as a point guard. He's capable of scoring, but we've got three or four other guys that can really fill it up. And he knows that it's it's important to get those guys going first before he does his thing. And then, you know, it's kind of like a heavyweight boxing match. I mean, we, we go to our bread and butter, which is Jake Smith and Dorian Beatty and, and yeah. Zach Green and Xavier Williams. And then once, you know, the defense has to make some adjustments towards them, you know, that's when Cam's getting to the bucket and getting, you know, scoring off of ball screens or Noah Sabador's coming in and getting wide open, catch and shoot threes because they're worried about Jake inside. So just getting everybody to embrace that role and buy in and, and understand that uh, you may be only averaging three points a game, but you're just as much a part of the success as, as the wins as the guy that's getting 16 or 17. I think defense is so overlooked, Coach, and, and what, I, what I've been hearing about your team is that they are just – they pressure the ball, they close out, they help side. How much did you emphasize on, on defense? Obviously, because I, I was a defender myself coming up, and, you know, defense wins championships and they win ball games. 100%. I mean, that, that, from day one, that was, that was part of the thing that, that, that we needed to do to be successful. I mean, and, and with defense, you know, defense doesn't take a lot of talent. Defense is a lot of heart. Defense mm-hmm. is a lot of effort. It's energy, it's enthusiasm, it's, it's it's wanting to get stops. You know, it's just not the other end of the floor that you go to when you're not playing offense. You know, you got to embrace, you know, that grind of, of sitting down and guarding, especially in the high school level because you run into teams like Munster with no shot clock and you could be down there for 90 seconds, you know, in a stance and having to communicate and guard multiple actions. So um, that that is the focal point. But I think, you know, if your team is connected defensively, they'll be connected offensively. Uh, if everybody sees everybody working hard on that defensive end, I think that makes them more unselfish on the offensive end uh, because they know everybody's putting in that dirty work, you know, to get that Absolutely. stuff done. So uh, to get them to embrace that grind and the physicality and how hard you have to play and uh, how you have to do hard things well over and over again, you know, again, to really establish that as part of your DNA, uh, that takes time. Uh, but it takes, you know, I think it takes energy and enthusiasm from the coach. You got to bring it every single day, you know, and and that's hard. Like everybody knows the X's and O's of basketball. They they know the right things to say and teach. But but can you demand it every single day? You know, can Absolutely. you come to practice and, and bring that energy where it's like, all right, I've got to match. I've got to match this enthusiasm. I've got to do these things. And then can you hold them accountable? I mean, are you are you afraid to coach your guys or can you tell them the truth? You know, and. Um, I think that kids want to be pushed. I think they do. I think they want to be challenged. I think they want to be coached. Um, and obviously you got to do it in the right way. Uh, but if you can get that buy-in and you can get some guys to be like, you know, this is, this is pretty fun actually to sit down and get in a stance and guard somebody. Um, then it becomes contagious and then it just becomes part of your DNA of your program. And, and that's kind of what's happening with us. Coach basketball is, runs deep in your family. If you could just go over, you know, some of the notable names in, in your family's bloodline. Um, I was reading Andy Star and they talked about, you know, Lizzie, your grandfather, Joe Saxon. Yeah. If you could just talk about his history and the jersey, I believe you have hanging in your, your locker, I mean, in your office. Yeah, so my grandpa was, uh, he played at Indianapolis Tech. Uh, he was Mr. Basketball in 1952. Uh, he was also the uh, Treasure Award winner that year. Um, on top of being Mr. Basketball. Um, he was the first Mr. Basketball to commit to Purdue University. Um, wow. He left Purdue as the all-time leading scorer there. Um, then he got into coaching. Uh, he became the head baseball coach at Purdue. He was also the assistant basketball coach at Purdue for many years. Uh, got inducted into the Hall of Fame at Purdue. Uh, and then he uh, took the Butler job and was there for, I think he was there for a good 12, 13 years. And while he was at Butler, my dad was his top assistant. Uh, so we were growing up and living in Lafayette, but we, we spent a lot of time in Indianapolis and Hinkle Fieldhouse. And so, you know, Butler and Purdue's basketball programs, you know, are pretty close to our hearts. Um, but just grew up around the game, you know, with, 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 with just coaches as my grandfather and then my dad, you know, it just kind of was in our blood and, uh, it's just it's just what I know it's what I've been around my whole life and um, you know I'm just I'm just really thankful that that I'm able to kind of show my two young boys 
um, you know, how to do it and, and have them around our program, which has been really awesome. They're actually practiced today right now outside shooting in the gym, but they're on the bus, they're in the locker room, they're in the huddles, and, and they're getting to see what, what Indiana high school basketball is all about. And hopefully that rubs off on them and uh, the tradition continues. Coach, they said the yellow buses are forfeited now on the road. Is that true? Here is Charter. <laughs> well, <laughs> So we uh, we wanted to give our guys a good experience, and thankfully here at Lake Central we're able to do some things like that. We we have a golf outing in the summer where a lot of the community comes together, and and we're able to raise some money. And you know we're going to go down when we went down to Indianapolis. I wanted to give these guys an experience, and so I had a connection from Calumet College of some some charters that we had used the company, and they were able to give us a pretty good deal. But yeah, I think the guys like that, the leather seats, the TVs. Um, you know, it was it was it was a good deal. That- that's awesome. Have you found yourself toning it down as coaching when you hold players accountable compared to when you were in college? Uh, actually, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, good answer. You know, it, it, yeah, <laughs> and the, I mean, these guys, these, again, I think they, they want it. You know, they want to get better. And if you want to get better, then you got to be willing to be coached. You know, and you got to be able to, to hear hard things sometimes. And um, But, again, it, it's consistent. I think the guys all know that it comes from, you know, the same place, that, that we want to win you know, that I want them to get better. A lot of our guys have aspirations to play in college, and, and I've told them since day one, like, I'm, I'm going to coach you like, like you are so that when you do get that opportunity at the next level, you're ready for it. Like, it's not going to be a shock, you know, when your coach demands that you're playing as hard as you possibly can for two hours every day in practice or, you know, putting extra time in to watch film or getting in here before school and getting extra shots or, or maybe getting called out because you missed the defensive assignment in practice. Like you got to be able to handle all those things. And I think as our guys become more and more accustomed to that, it makes them better players. It makes our program a better basketball team. Uh, but it is preparing them for their future as well. Coach, I also think uh, wrapping things up. I know you got to go to practice, but I also know that you got buy-in from the parents to be able to have this winning streak and continue to have that cohesiveness. How have you been able to manage with parents? Because I always see a lot of coaches, you know, have adversity, whether that kid's not playing as much as they want or he's not taking as much shots as the dad will want. How have you been able to deal with that in balance? I've just been straight and up front with them since day one. I mean, we had a team meeting before once we made our cuts and we had our final team, and we just kind of laid it out there. And it's like, look, I get it. I'm a parent, too, and it's really hard to watch your kid, you know, maybe not get the playing time or not have the role that they want. But you got to understand at the end of the day, we're, we're doing what's best for Lake Central, and that may not always be best for your individual you know, child. And, you know, that's easier said than done, but I asked for their buy-in from that standpoint. We've also tried to get them involved. You know, we started a parent club. Uh, you know, a lot of the parents, they want to be involved. They, they want to make this a great experience for their kids. And so before we leave for every road game, I mean, we've got uh, sandwiches and everything planned out for everybody so they don't have to leave school and go get something and rush back to the bus. Like it's there, it's in our hospitality room. They grab their food, they get on the bus and they can go. And so, you know, again, when everybody's kind of bought in and moving in the right direction from the program to the, to the parents, to the community, I think that's when you can have some real success. And so that's what we're trying to build over here. Good deal. Well, well, coach, uh, last question. Well, two questions I have, uh, who you got for uh, NCAA uh, championship Monday? Well, I believe the Football. last time I was on your show, we talked about the uh, the massive heartbreak of Purdue. But I think this I think this is their year. I really do. Um, they've they've just got a lot of pieces. Uh, obviously, Edie's is as good as there is in the country. But Braden Smith is starting to play like you know he's an All American type of player and lawyer. Um, lawyer if he's making shots is a really good player but then they've just got incredible depth um you know the big thing for them is to say that they've got to be able to make shots and not turn the ball over in the ncaa tournament which has just been their achilles heel for whatever reason but you know their backcourt's in year two now so they're going to be a little more experienced with that and i think they've got a chip on their shoulder this year after what happened so so similar to what we saw with virginia a few years ago getting bounced by a 16 seed i think you know then they came back and won the national title I think Purdue's got an opportunity to do that. And uh, Monday, who you have, uh, Washington or uh, Jim Harbaugh in uh, Michigan? Um, not a huge football fan, uh, but if I'm rooting for somebody, I guess i got to go with the Big Ten. There you go. Well, Coach, I appreciate you. Good luck um, against Laporte. Um, yeah. You're on the road and much success, and 
I'm looking forward to reconnecting probably at the end of the season. Uh, and D'Lo should be here in the studio uh, right now. I know he's on break because of New Year. And uh, thanks again, too, for uh, compromising practice to hop on the show and talk to the region fans. Yeah, thanks for having me on. All right, Coach. Take care. Rob, good morning, brother. Congrats on uh, graduating. How does it feel? Feels a little different, you know. This usually around this time of the year, I'm used to having to get ready to go back to school after break, and now it's just like, whoa, it's it's not there anymore. So it's a uh, it's a big uh, change in life, and you know, now it's time to actually grow up, be an yeah. adult. Um, it's exciting, but thank you very much. Yeah, ab absolutely. What you think of Lake Central um, on a winning streak? It's really impressive. I mean, I I, I hadn't been, uh, you know, we don't have Lake Central on the WJOB uh, team, so I haven't seen their record and everything. While the interview was going on, I was looking at the Indiana State rankings and everything, and I seen that they're top ten, nine and zero. Oh. Um, that's great to see. I mean, having a team, especially at that caliber, that level of class and everything being recognized by the state for their greatness so far um and I, now you're in the the, the big run right it's got your season's gonna heat up and then it's come postseason time right so, uh, let's see if they can keep up this role of and then go down there and you know maybe get a state run for the region you know that would be nice and i, and I love obviously rooting for any teams that is, is making these strides and they're playing quality uh competition and you see their schedule. You see the tournament that that coach said he he put put them in, which was against uh, Park Tudor and Pike. I'm actually go to my Twitter and see what the name of the event was because I didn't play in that um, event when I was coming up. But I'm extremely excited for them. And one thing that coach said that that stood out to me was the buy-in from his players coming from Cal College to Lake Central. And, and the immediate impact he he has shows what type of voice and team that he surrounded himself with to uh, carry Lake Central to be nine and zero right now. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's it's a it's a big transition going from the college level back, you know, to the high school level. From the you know, you're going from having adults and now you're having young men that you have to teach to get to that level. And you know, if you can get them to buy in, especially coming from the experience of having that college level. Uh, that's huge, and um, and you could clearly see the players bought into what he had this, uh, what he brought to Lake Central, and by, just by their record right there. So I'm excited to see what they're going to end up doing the rest of the season. You know, he mentioned some big things as well. I was talking to Sonny yesterday about just uh, here in the region. You don't know what could end up happening, especially when it comes to playoff basketball here in the uh, in the area. I mean, you look at Munster. The people are saying this year is a down year for Munster. Right. But I still don't want to play Hackett in the playoffs. Right. I don't want to, no matter what. That You, you want to avoid that matchup because anything can happen when you're going against a coach like that. Yeah, I saw I, I had their schedule pulled up, and um, they lost to Munster by three. You know, <laughs> they, they at Munster. And and I can only imagine the, the, the turmoil and the adversity and the, the – message that coach Hackett has given to his players now because at the end of the day when sectionals roll around all you need to do is win one game that day to advance yeah. um so I'm 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 rooting for coach Sexton and, and Lake Central and they had a report so I think they they should kind of win win against Laporte by a landslide um and then they have Harrison and Highland um and Portage I, th I think their their next great opponent should be against Portage right now and Valpo mm -hmm. on the 19th so the 12th and the 19th I don't know much about Harrison do you know anything about Harrison is that Harrison West Lafayette yes Harrison um, West Lafayette. I don't know much about their basketball team they usually have good programs um in most of their sports I remember playing them in baseball and it was always a good matchup every year uh, when I was in high school so I'm sure that they probably have a good basketball team as well yeah I have so I have uh yeah just Portage and, and Valpo so they have Portage on the 12th at Portage on the road, and then they have Valpo at Lake Central. I'm going to try to be there for that game on the 19th. And um, the 26th, they have Chesterton. So, actually, I have Valpo, Chesterton, and Maryville in East Chicago. That's a tough stretch right there. Yeah, they they have a tough one coming up in the next coming weeks. And uh, I'm excited for Coach, and I'm, I'm extremely grateful that he came on the radio and on the podcast to talk uh, region basketball.
Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Did you, um, and then speaking of some other schools, I actually just saw this uh, this morning. Um, did you see who Bishop Knowles got today? Yeah, they got um, Cathedral. Yes. They got they got Delaney and Cathedral coming up. Number two um, team in the state. Let me let me actually call. Let me cold call Coach Wright real quick. Let's see. Hold on. Yeah, so Dewan's on there. I'm trying to make a call and see what's going to go on. But yeah, Bishop Knowles got All Cathedral right, today. Oh, uh, he put me in a voicemail. Um. But, yeah, I was going to see if he uh come on the radio real quick, but uh, hopefully he'll call me back. But, yeah, um, Cathedral is uh, playing against Bishop No tonight, and I don't know what they're ranked. You know what they're ranked? Yeah, they're two in the state, undefeated. They have a kid named Bryce Kowaler, um, who is um been recruited by a lot of Division ones. He I actually texted him last night to see how many offers does he have in – uh, Brady, I'm sorry, I said Bright. Brady Quayler, he has Miami of Ohio, Toledo, uh, East Tennessee State, Valparaiso, Southern Indiana, Eastern Michigan, Furman, Indiana State, Indiana State, Wake Forest, and Butler. Um, that's who all offered him. And Brady is about 6'7", long, uh, very athletic, um, can defend one through five, has a great mid-range, um, can push the ball, um, and he's been receiving interest from Notre Dame, IU, Purdue, and Virginia Tech as of right now. Wow. Yeah, Brady Coyler. Are you gonna Are you gonna be making an appearance at that game tonight? Um, I have to do a football game uh, at 3 p.m. I have to do like broadcast highlights um, for the it's the Under Armour All American game on okay. ESPN at three. So I got to be remote for that. But I should be done by like once I'm finished editing and posting on YouTube. I should be done. Probably by six. What time's the game tonight? I think it's a five thirty start. Oh yeah, I probably won't be able to make that one, unfortunately. I'm think I'm thinking about heading up there. I, I haven't seen uh, much of Bishop Knoll this year. I went to a couple games last year, um, but I love going up there, catching a, a couple of different games. But I wanted to ask you a couple questions. You know, you were on the road for a while. Yeah, checking out plenty of uh, stud high school players around the country. Uh, what can you tell us about that? Uh, some of the players you saw, some of the tournaments you were at, and how was it? Oh, it was nice. Um, you know what? I put it in my notes because it's just a lot of different events. And on the Internet, 24-7, my screen time is normally about six, seven hours per day. Mm. And um, where was I? So prior to – I was in um, City of Palms, Florida, and, and that was in Fort Myers. It's a, it's a week-long event. You have teams like Montvert, uh, Link Academy, IMG. Um, hold on. I'm gonna hit you when I get in the. Can you hop on the radio? Um, call two one nine. Um, eight four five. Eight four five eleven hundred. Real. All right. Sorry, but I can't multitask. But yeah, you have. The number one player, Cooper Flag for Montvert. Mm -hmm. This kid named Ace Bailey who goes to McEachern out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. We had Travis Perry who's committed to Kentucky. Who He goes to a high school out in Kentucky. Um, Liam McNeely who's committed to IU. So you have all these five stars um, playing at City of Palm. So I was filming that, and it was, it was great. I'm a huge fan of the game. I love basketball, love sports, love the co uh, competition. So when I do see some of my favorite players, one of them was Cole Serta, who's going to Notre Dame. And, um, yeah, I, I got a chance to just be by these guys, watch them compete. Um, and then this week we have uh, our Laporte Invitational at, at Lalamere coming up. Um, and that's that's going to be a really good one. I'm going to say the list. It starts January 4th through the 6th. So you have – Lalamere versus Cayenne Anthony, which is uh, Lujai. For those that's around Thursday, January 4th at 4.30. Oak Hill versus Orangeville at 6.30. IMG versus Wasatch. And then you have Friday, January 5th, um, Legacy Early College. They're out of South Carolina. This game will be on ESPN, which is Thornton out of Chicago, Illinois, mm -hmm. versus Richmond Heights, which is the number one team out of Ohio and the number one team out of Chicago, which is Thornton. 
and Sunrise Christians versus Oak Hill. So you have all these teams coming here in the region if you guys are around, sponsored by U.S. Steel. Um, so it's a lot of good basketball going on, you know, from the region and obviously from the prep school level. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. And, um, yeah, that, that's where I was at. I was in Florida, uh, which was really nice. Yeah, I was able to see most of your post, uh, at least through TikTok. And I've in seen Vegas, some... I'm sorry. Okay. I, I went to, to Vegas. Um, I went to Vegas to uh, the in-season tournament for the NBA, but also for a high school event. Um, and so, yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah, yes. I just told – Coach just texted me from Cathedral, so I just told him to call in, and I want to hear about his thoughts about coming up to the region. But, yeah, that's where I was at, Rob, was uh, – Vegas and Florida, and I got to see LeBron James in person and film some iPhone clips and uh, put it on my TikTok, and it was great. How, how was seeing uh, LeBron in person? Man, you know his body is 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 is. You could tell he just put so much money into his fitness from Anthony Davis, his whole supporting cast. But watching LeBron have his best game against Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, LeBron shot like seventy five percent from the field, and it was amazing to see and. I was right there under the rim filming, and I was super blessed, you know, super blessed to be in that position to film and, and cover sports and come here to talk about it and um, not come back sick because I was going from warm weather to cold climate, warm weather, and um, I kind of amped up my own personal workouts, but it was great to see LeBron and, and um, Anthony Davis coexist, and I was disappointed that the Pacers couldn't uh, get over the hump. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen, uh, you know, Tyrese in person as well. Tyrese has been absolutely killing it this year. Uh, it's really, it's really nice to have, you know, at least. Both Bulls have been playing better recently, but having Tyrese uh, in Indiana, absolutely killing it, having twenty twenty games with no turnovers, it's uh, it's unheard of. But yeah, I've uh, I don't think out of all the games I've been to, I don't think I've ever actually seen uh, LeBron live. So that's something I'm sure I don't have uh, very many more years to do that. Uh, but I would love to. But yeah, I mean, so how was the even the atmosphere there uh, at the in season tournament? Um, I had some people um, who had went had some mixed reviews, but you know, what'd you end up thinking of it? It was it was nice. It was um, it was nice to see people who are on two way two way deals and they are trying to. Uh, they're trying to make an NBA roster team. And some of those players who are on the G League and who are on the NBA team, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not making as much dough as, you know, some of your NBA players who are on the team for the whole season. So it was nice for those guys that's in the G League to make a quick 500000 guarantee because that's, that's life-changing dough where you can support your family and, you know, help a lot of people with that. And it also gives a lot of more players something to play for and a why. Um, and so to see the Pacers in that light, I, I really think it helps their market and help their team and give them confidence going in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you completely. You already saw – I saw one guy who ended up using that money right away. Uh, <laughs> Christian Wood actually bought his mama house. So, wow. I mean, you know, th things like that. You know, not every – but people were questioning, why is LeBron going so hard for this? It's like, man, he's going hard for his teammates. Right. So they can end up getting some money, some life-changing money, like you said. It's a – it's a, it was it was a great thing, and I, I think it was actually a very successful first in-season tournament. I think we got Coach Andre Wright. Rob, you can take it away. Hey, uh, Coach, how you doing? Coach. I'm doing. How are you? Co coach Wright, you coming up to the region. I just had Ryan Saxon, Lake Central's head coach, this morning, and we were just talking about, you know, tonight's game. Rob, who's the producer of the show, was, was talking about you guys, and I thought of you instantly. So thank you for coming at short notice talk to myself and Rob. I appreciate the opportunity. Now, Coach, um, I'm a, as DeWan said, I'm actually a, a Bishop Knoll alum, so I've been uh, keeping up tracks with them this entire year. Um, uh -huh. What are you thinking about coming up here, playing Knoll today? Uh, they got some good guys over there. Uh, what's your plan of attack? You guys also got a great team down there. You know, what's the game plan for today? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's a good challenge for us. It, it's probably – we played a lot of home games and neutral site games, so it's it's really our first test of uh, leaving campus and, and going and playing a uh, a very very good uh, um, team on the road. So, you know, we'll, we'll get a lot of questions answered about ourselves and, and just see where we're at. And um, like you said, they got a couple good 
you know, good players and a good team. And, and they're similar to us. They, they play anybody, uh, you know, looking at their schedule. They played a lot of Chicago teams or Illinois teams and played a lot of tournaments and played, uh, I think it was Detroit Renaissance the other night. And, and so going out and playing tough competition, um, regardless of the record, it, it, you know, especially in high school is what gets you prepared to make a state run. And so they're kind of on the same same plan as we are when it comes to playing good competition. So we get to go up there and test ourselves. And, and obviously, um, you know, they get to play a team from Indianapolis and, and be able to put that on their resume. So should be a good test for both teams. Coach, you guys haven't had a close game, you know, these past few games as I'm looking at you guys' uh, record. And you, you guys are getting the camaraderie and the buy-in. How soon did that start when you started to notice this team, of, you know, buying in and listening to Coach Delaney and you guys message on like, hey, we've been here before, this is how it's done, and it looks like they're executing right now? Uh, to be honest, like it, it started probably like last year. Uh, this this team had to go against, you know, the first unit all last year. And, um, you know, it's rare that you have kids sit and kind of wait their turn. Uh, but but they were playing behind Xavier Booker and Jake Davis, Jerron Tibbs, and and guys like that. So for them, you know, they were battle tested, and and you know we saw it, you know, flashes of it last year, and uh, you know they really share the ball and they play hard, and you know as a coach, uh, regardless if you win or lose, you love coaching a team that that kids buy in and play hard and share the ball, and um, you know that's really all you can ask for. Uh, and, you know, their development, skill development, things like that come along. Uh, but, you know, it, it, our seeing our team play, like, you know, it starts in June. And, and you know, we had a really fun June. I think we, we ended up losing four or five games. But, you know, we, we were able to see some of our weaknesses. And, and you know, we've always enjoyed coaching this group. And so uh, it's not surprising to us, uh, you know, obviously – we we beat some tough teams and you know Warren and Arsenal Tech gave us every bit of what they had and so we've been in some games where we were you know halftime or what have you the, the score wasn't uh, what we'd like for it to be but our guys you know like I say they play hard and they play together and um, you know we've just been fortunate to come out you know uh, on the winning end of all those games but you know, it's a long season and, and, you know, hopefully guys don't wear down too soon or we don't peak too soon. And we're just kind of, um, you know, following the path of, of what we've kind of the foundation of what we laid down. And, you know, uh, I'm sure some, some weaknesses will come up as we continue to play, but, you know, we'll address those as, as we go. Absolutely. And who are some of the key players on your team? All right. I, obviously we got the whole team, but who's the engine? And I use one as an example. Who, who came through Cathedral, which was Tayshawn Comer, right? He was the guy that kind of started things. If he's flowing, you know, everything else will flow. But who was, who's that guy for you right now um, to take that that hat on for the team? Honestly, I mean, there could be, you know, I could name any three or four guys. Uh, but I, I would, the guy that pops out to me right away is probably Derek Kennedy. Uh, you know, obviously his brother's, you know, in the, I think, the G League or the, right. you know, had stints with the NBA, but like he's, he's been cathedral through and through since he's been here. And, he's, Very you know, again, yeah, a guy that's waited his turn and, and, you know, he never, uh, never looks for shots, never, you know, it's about, Hey, what, what about me? Like he just does his job, you know, whether it be in the weight room, the classroom, uh, I mean, you couldn't find a better kid, uh, to represent our program. And he's just like, uh, we were doing a defensive drill the other day and, you know, one of those line touches, you know, for 30 seconds and guys are about to die. And we just did it once and uh, we were getting ready to move on. He looks at me and says, coach, we got to do the other side, you know? And, and so it's like, not often does a guy want to, you know, do the hard stuff, you know, the guy, the drills and things that people hate, but he's like, he was the only one that stepped up and said, Hey, you know, and uh, one of the other coaches, assistant coaches says, well, we know one guy here that wants to get better right. uh, and doesn't run from, you know, doesn't run from work. So, uh, and he's always been that way from the day he stepped on campus and, you know, he never says a word back, even if, you know, I don't know if he ever disagrees with you or not, because you, he never gives you any indication that he doesn't. So, um, you know, uh, he doesn't make every shot. He doesn't make every, you know, 
every play that you'd like for him to make, but you know there's not one guy out there that wants to win for the team or wants Cathedral to win more than him. So uh, I, I would say it'd be him. And then, you know, we got some other guys that kind of the same way. Uh, Keaton Aldridge, is just he gives you everything you got when he's on the court. Uh, you know, not one second does he not want to win. You know, he's competitive as they come. And so, it just kind of, you know, it goes down the line. And, and to be honest with you, we, we have kids that work hard, but we also have good kids. Not to say they won't make mistakes, but, you know, we have a good group of kids that, uh, you know, are all about the right thing. So, uh, you know, win or lose, that's what you, that's why we do it. And that, you know, we're trying to develop young men. And so uh, we couldn't be prouder of this group at this moment. Yeah, Coach, uh, another question I got for you. So, you know, we're in January now. It's going to start being the, the hard, the long stretch of the season, getting ready for postseason mm-hmm. time. Um, yep. And as you said, you've played a lot of home games, so you guys are going to be on the road a little bit more now as well. Uh, what's going to be your message to your players? Uh, you know, sometimes with do, playing so many games at a time, their heads could go different ways, especially with them being younger. What's going to be your message to keep their eyes on the prize of ultimately, you know, trying to get to the state championship? Yeah. I mean, we we often use our, uh, you know, our 22 team as a 21-22 uh, team state championship team as an example. But, uh, you know, you're going to go through adversity. You know, we had some losses that year and, and we could have easily put our head down. And, you know, guys just stuck with what we do and we believed in each other. And so with this group, it's going to be the same message. Like, the only way you grow is to go through adversity. And so, you know, there's going to be times that we're going to encounter on the road or maybe even at home, who knows. But uh, as the season continues to go on and the, and the grind gets a little harder, uh, you know, there's going to be adversity. But, you know, we have to kind of stay together. And, and uh, everything that we built up to now is based on, you know, our foundation and our principles. So, you know, just rely on that and uh, continue to come to work every day with your hard hat on and, and good things will happen. That's, that's pretty much it. Coach, did you uh, coach John L. Davis? Did uh, yes, I did. I Perfect. actually just him before you caught before you sent me a message this morning. I had just actually texted him because honestly, when there's a, a FAU game on TV, I don't miss it. Uh, I really enjoy watching the entire team play. But obviously, some personal investment in John L. and seeing his growth is, is you know is fun for me. So, coach, uh, for those that don't know, coach. Coach Wright and I were part of Jim Rat's program um, here in Indiana, stapled in Fort Wayne and Northwest Indiana and Indianapolis. And um, John L. Davis is a uh, from the region, Gary, Indiana native. Went to uh, Gary Twenty First Century, and and Coach if, for the for the region listeners that you know just found out about the connection. You coached John L., but they saw him be the sixth man. Who were some of his teammates, and what type of player was Janelle back then on the grassroots surface? Um, well, obviously that was if you can remember, because I, I can't remember. His yeah, teammates. oh, I can, I can remember. It was it was, it was I, by far the the funnest time I've had coaching a team, uh, you know, AAU or otherwise. Uh, we we had uh, Janelle uh, was the sixth man, but we had Caleb first was our five man. Um, we had um, uh. Oh shoot! Jaden Ivy was was, just, was, was uh, Jaden Jay, Ivy. Jaden Ivy, and we had um, uh, the the guard from K State that said uh, Nigel yeah, Pack. Yeah. Uh, so we had J- Nelly, Nigel, Jaden Ivy, Caleb First, um, uh, uh, Big Boy Down, uh, Keyron Powell was on that team. He was a uh, he came off the bench. Uh, we had uh, John Hughley who started at Pittsburgh and is now, I think, at maybe, is it TCU or Tulane? One of those. Okay. He's, he's down out somewhere at one of those squads. Um, uh, Goody, Luke Goody, was, was we brought him up uh, maybe the second or third uh, EYBL event. We brought him up because we only had like seven or eight guys. And then uh, we had uh, Justin Powell, who started at, uh, Auburn went from Auburn to Tennessee, from Tennessee to Washington State, I believe. But he was the only out of that group. He was the only ranked, uh, play, you know, preseason ranked player, you know, in the top 100 on that team. And so uh, we made a good run. And it's it's funny because you see all these guys in the NBA now that we had to go against with that squad. And 
and you know we kind of make fun because it's like yeah we beat them and yeah we beat them and yeah we beat you know and right. so these guys are making money now and all these unknown guys from Indiana you know come in there and smack them and I think we broke the record I hope some guys from uh Mac Irvin Fire are listening because we broke the uh Peach Jam record and beat them by 50 uh that year so with that group of guys and and John, what John L meant to that team. You're talking about a guard that led the EYBL in rebounding, and and he was a six man most of the you know most of the circuit, and so it it just tells you the same stuff he's doing now. It's like not surprising to me because I've seen him do it on a high level against you know these super athletes, and it's just kind of you talk about a guy that just wants to contribute to winning. And I mean, he he fills every stat category there is, you know, from rebounding to assist to guarding the best player on the other team to, uh, you know, making the hockey assist. You, know, I mean, he just does it all for you. And and he the the thing he probably cares about the least is scoring. And if you look now, because he was so willing to do all the other things, I want to say he's their first or second leading scorer on that team. That you know, made a final four run. So um really proud of him. And, and, you know, obviously he's representing Gary in the region, but, you know, he's also an Indiana kid. So uh obviously I like to follow all the kids that, you know, I've had some type of, uh, you know, I don't say impact, but, right. you know, I've been a coach or, or, you know, hopefully influence in a positive way. I just like seeing their, their improvement and watching them on TV and, you know, just obviously like a proud dad in the distance. Uh, of watching all these guys play somewhere on a high level. And, Coach, also last thing before I let you go, it is okay to grind it out when you don't see success in the first or two years while you're out of college because that doesn't oh, always yeah. mean you need to transfer. And I think Johnnell Davis is a prime example. If you guys look back at his stats first couple of years, it's not nearly the same that it is now when he first got to college and, you know, do college basketball. And and I will say, John, like John L started to get a lot of lot a lot of interest uh, as we you know obviously went farther on the circuit and, and had success. You know, some bigger schools started to come in and sniff around, and never once did he waver from his commitment to FAU. Like he knew one, he probably needed to get away from you know home a little bit and, and get away from you know and, and go see something new. And like you said. A lot of times you see kids go far away like that, something they're not accustomed to or, or area they're not, you know, have any connection with. And, and, you know, they end up coming home or transferring somewhere back closer to home. And never once did, you know, John L's name come up in the portal or anything like that to transfer. He, you know, he stuck it out. and No, he wasn't a starter. or No, he didn't play the minutes he wanted to right away. But, um, you know, he he stayed the course and and you know I'm just happy that he's having such such success from it. Coach, thank you again as, as always. I know it was impromptu, but thanks for talking to Rob oh. and I in the region here on the radio and uh, safe travels up up north. Not a problem, and I appreciate it. And uh, you know, hopefully uh, we have a safe trip up and safe trip back. All right, Coach. We'll stay connected along the way. Okay, thanks, Coach. Yep. Man, Rob, tonight should be a uh, should be a good game, man. The region looks like the region is making some noise up up down south in in Indianapolis, and you know people people know we're on the radar, and um, it's a great feeling to know, and it's a great feeling to have these coaches and relationships come on WJOB and talk to you and I. Yeah, definitely. I'm 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 super excited to see things like this. I mean, having especially for how huge it is for Cathedral to come up here and see you know a team that they could maybe face at another point from just from the region. A lot of the region teams kind of you know play similarly, right? Right. You can go ahead and see how region ball is, and then for Noel, I mean, you're you're facing indie ball. Yeah. That, that that's that's the top tier in the state right there. There you can't get better than that. And I mean, regardless of what the score is, you're going to learn something from this game that right. can make you better for the postseason. Ab- absolutely. And you know, Rob, any 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 New Year's resolutions you have before we uh, get up out of here? I got a couple, but I mean, um, I'd say one of the biggest ones is at least with now with not being in school, I got a little bit more time on my hands hitting the gym probably five, six days a week. Um, it's, it's a dedication, but uh, I got to do something there. And then, hey, maybe maybe finding something new. I've been, I've been talking 
uh, some people uh, out there had a couple things going on. But, hey, if something works out, great. You know, right. making that next step uh, into this career path. Putting some fillers out there. I hear you. We'll continue to plant those seeds. And one of my – I put it on TikTok was continue to keep the, the same momentum I have in 23 and the 24. Um, continue to learn and grow. Um, you know, leverage my relationships. And, you know, for me and my content and what I try to do, don't hesitate and don't compare myself to other people, you know, when it comes to marketing and when it comes to doing new things and, you know, trust my gut and, you know, believe in myself first. So those were pretty simple jewels that I gave to myself to continue to just keep that momentum. And nevertheless, I appreciate you. Thanks for uh, coming in this morning. I appreciate it, man. See you next time. Sure.